Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back to the program. We're into hour number two on your Friday. Friday. Who's excited? I know we are. My name is Matt Rose. He's Patty Dumas. Alex Brody's in the other room spinning the tracks today. What do we got here? What did you say this was? This is American Authors. See, I'm too damn old, man. I don't know who the hell these this are. This is not in my... Uh, no, really? I'm not on my Spotify. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like it. It kind of reminds me of that like mid-2000s... It reminds me of music. Like yeah. something that would be on the soundtrack for an American Pie or a Euro Trip or a film like that, you know? Be one of those but almost intros. like a little more friendlier listening. Yeah, like it doesn't have the egregious lyrics of like, um, you not, know, not like a yeah. Um, what was the one from Flagpole Sitter? Uh, something it was in uh, American Pie Two, I think. Johnny doesn't know. Was yeah, that good song. Yeah, Matt title? Damon moonlighting yeah. in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't Scotty know. Scotty doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those lyrics Some other are lyrics with Fiona. You know what? We we, we can't get into them <laughs> because um, never mind. Yeah, we won't get into it. Never mind. Love you, Joe Bowen. Um, very good stuff. We got a great program for you today. Uh, it continues. Aaron Portsline is going to join us mm. in about twenty-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. Going to ask him about these Blue Jackets. Uh, high pick last year in the draft, a couple of them actually, yeah. five and twelve, and they're gonna have another high pick in this year's draft, which is gonna be a very good draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, but you probably want to add a centerman when you look at what they've got and, mm-hmm. and what they need. Cole Sillinger is gonna be a stud in this league. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but and Ken Johnson as well might still be, be you know, I could think, be a centerman. He's, I think he's definitely could just still be a guy that they can rely on that top six down the line, but. <clears throat> They're teenagers, and they're relied to do so much on a team that's not very good. And you're seeing, and I don't think this was intended for Columbus, for sure. No, they wanted to be better this year, and they're dealing with a lot of injuries. But we'll get the latest from Aaron Portsline, who is, mm. uh, as he mentioned earlier uh, in an earlier chat I was listening to, he's seen every one of their games. Yep. He knows them all. So we'll chat to Aaron uh, coming up. Derek Wills, the play-by-play voice mm-hmm. of your Calgary Flames. Yes, sir. We'll have the call tonight, 5 o'clock. It is the Flames and it is the Blue Jackets. And then Saturday night, the Flames and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Fresh off a 5 nothing drubbing of the Los Angeles Kings at home yesterday evening. As Mitch Marner continues to be red hot, mm-hmm. his point streak is now extended to 21 games. Yep. That Leafs team, man... They're getting scoring from their top players, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, mm-hmm. Tavares, uh, Marner. They're getting great goaltending, whether it's Mar- uh, whether it's Murray or Samsonov between the pipes. Yep. And frankly, this patchwork defense as they deal with a cavalcade of injuries to their blue line. Mm-hmm. We got Brody back last night, which helped. Has been playing way better than mm-hmm. I think a lot of people had a- were-, were expecting. Yeah. So the Leafs are going to be a bit of a problem Saturday. They are going to be a problem. Uh, Nick, they did lose Nick Robertson yesterday. Uh, yeah. And uh, Sheldon Keith said he's going to miss significant time. I don't think Pierre Engvall is going to get hit with a suspension for no. his. Did you did you did you find the clip of him kind of knocking yes, Jersey in the back yeah. of the head? Yeah, it looked like it was just they got engaged. He, he, he didn't swing, intend to do it. He hits him in the head with his stick. Yeah, he, it's a five minute major. Yes, he's probably not going to. It wasn't totally malicious. It wasn't we've, Marty McSorley to Tunnel <laughs> Bashir. No. We, we've seen 
worse. Yes, <laughs> in recent memory. So. But I, I, I'm a bit. I hate when guys use their stick, especially when it's up yeah. that high. Yeah. Because up, what are you doing with it up there? There's no point. It needs to be up there. I, I hate stick and fractions, and I hate when dudes use it to chop dudes in the back of the neck, even if it doesn't mean like he didn't really mean it as bad. It still yeah. looked terrible on on video on on watching it on the TV and everything. Just I hate that. You just yeah, and it didn't. And it, you just never Leafs. know if it clips the helmet. Yeah, clip the back of his yeah, neck. Yeah. Still, it's like you never know with you that know, stuff. You don't have to convince me. I didn't like the play. Um, Leafs fans didn't like the call. Of course not. Started giving it to Sean Dursey <laughs> for the rest of the night. His his mom was in attendance, oh. like, trying to cheer as loud as she possibly could to drown out the booze. I was like, good for her. She's handling this like a, a hockey mom, man. like an absolute champ. Um, <laughs> so that was cool to see. And the Flames will be in Toronto on Saturday, which is always a neat game when you get to be part of Hockey Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. The early set. Yep. The 5 o'clock start. That's a Chris Cuthbert game. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> we got the big guy. Bring it out the big guy. Oh my God. I can't believe it. We got the so big lucky. guy. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Um, but then tonight it is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. The question weighing on everybody's mind <laughs> Which game does Matt Phillips play in? Does he play in either? Does he play in both? Who does he play with? And we're asking yeah. the text line as well 960960. Fire it in. Where. Should Matthew Phillips play? And listen, I'm getting some. We're we're getting some great recommendations oh, yeah. as far as who should be on his line. But okay, that's great. But what did you do with the other players? Mm-hmm. That's one of my other questions. Okay, sure. If you think he would be a great fit alongside Backlund and Coleman, I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Adam Rzichka? The guy's been playing great lately. <laughs> exactly. Do you, does he get a fourth line demotion after you've just won, need to remind you you've won four of five on your homestand? Yep. Which usually doesn't pertain to a call up or you know calling for reinforcements. I I still think there's something. I think you, you mentioned there in the first hour. I think I think there's something. Once we get the once the sun rises up on our neck of the woods here in Calgary, once we start getting into the morning skates and whatnot, wonder if there's something. We'll we'll probably hear Rooney clear. Wonder if there's another name coming up, and wonder if there's more injuries. Yeah, like the thing I don't. No one looks banged we, up. We know There's, Trevor Lewis is hurt. That that yeah, we know Trevor Lewis is playing through something. And for what it's worth, the Flames pregame mm-hmm. skate is going to go at nine thirty this morning, uh, Calgary time. So about fifteen minutes from now. No, nine thirty. Oh, nine thirty Calgary time. Sorry. Yeah, it'll be after our show, so we okay. won't know. Um, but the the point still stands. There could be another call up coming. Mm. Radam Zahorn is a, a guy that's been kind of bantered around. Uh, if Kevin Rooney clears, I think he was, oh, a- was absent. It doesn't doesn't matter yeah. if Kevin Rooney clears or if he gets claimed. Doesn't matter. He's not. He's probably going to get sent to right the Wranglers, now. and they'll be able to recall Radam Zahorna. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll just have a better idea of like rosters and and contract numbers and all Money that type of thing. That, yeah. Money, you, you, exactly. It's interesting. Because for me, right now, uh, the way I look at it, I'm not touching the top nine. I've quite liked everything I've seen there, especially in the middle six. Mm-hmm. And like I've said, I'm not breaking up Huberto, Toffoli, and Lindholm because I think that they're taking steps in the right direction, and I wouldn't mess with that right now. Nope. And frankly, I don't know if Matthew Phillips is a guy that is going to be up there and be able to produce. But if you put him down in a fourth-line role, and he's getting matchups against other fourth-liners, mm-hmm. where he's going to, A, have more speed, Gonna have more skill than a lot of those guys that he's playing against. We know he's off. We know he's got the offensive instincts to play. Uh, I think that 
despite being smaller than Johnny Gaudreau, when I've watched mm-hmm. him with the Wranglers, he plays a bigger game than Johnny Gaudreau, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like he's not I afraid. Get that. He's not a perimeter guy. He'll go to the he middle. He in the corners. Yeah. Like he gets hit. Mm-hmm. Johnny would get hit like three times a year. Yeah. Matthew Phillips takes some hits yeah. every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's part of the role being down in the AHL. It's a little bit different, mm-hmm. but it's not something that like he's afraid of. Like they're, I haven't watched a heaps. I haven't watched every Wranglers game, but when I watch them, there's usually an instance where he gets hit and you go, man, that, and, but boom. Bounces right back up. Bounces right back up, right into the play. So he's hard, He's battle tested. He's hardened. <laughs> <laughs> Playing that many years in the AHL will do that. You're going to get a thick a skin person. down yes. in the, down the old A. Um, so yeah, I, I could see a, a situation where Trevor Lewis stays in because you like what he does on the PK, and maybe you go with the Adams, the Horn, Matthew Phillips, and, and Trevor Lewis mm-hmm. on your fourth line, and mm-hmm. you keep the top nine as it is. But then you have to sit Milan Lucic, yeah. which, by virtue of what he brings to the table from the outside. Seems like an easy move. It feels like there's more to it than that when you kind of get behind the closed doors of a locker room. Yeah. As far as sitting down a guy with that type of experience and just just everything that is Milan Lucic, Mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's different things to think about here, but I'm super intrigued. Like, I was surprised. And I know a lot of people are, like, around the organization Mm -hmm. kind of covering the team. We're also surprised because, like we talked about, we thought there was going to be an injury or something that would lead to this, mm-hmm. and it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it really caught me off guard. I was like, oh, Bradtree Living announces. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. Mm. Wow, this is awesome. Uh, it feels like me. I'm starting to think me. Let him sit tonight. Let him watch. Sure. Let him watch from upstairs, see what happens. I know. And then, I don't know. Something about him playing tomorrow night against Toronto. On the big stage, the hockey big night stage. in Canada. Like, I don't know. Like, is that something that, like, they'll be talking about on the broadcast? He'll be a big like, pregame He'll be thing. a big talking point. Like, the thing is, no matter what, he is going to be talked about on that broadcast tomorrow. But, like, okay. Like, he, it was one of the opening topics on Mer- on American Lu- and uh, Friedman's show yesterday. But, yeah, like, even in... The- are you going to play something? Nope, no, go ahead. Okay. Even in like the five minutes and 16 seconds and, and whatever the, the ice time that Milan Lucic is out there, it's not the same impact anymore. It's not the same Lucic that had the, the goals going in for him last year at the start of the year. It's it's just, he's not, like, yeah, he's maybe not playing enough, but it, when he's out there, he's not noticeable. The only the most noticeable thing I've noticed from him this year is the cross checking penalty he took in Washington. Yeah, the bad one on the Hannafin chance. That, yeah, yeah, that might have changed that game up a little bit. That's the most noticeable thing I've seen from him this year. Yeah, even in Matthew, if Matthew Phillips I is playing guess. five six minutes, you feel like he's going to use those five six minutes a hell of a lot better than than Milan Lucci. The other the only other instance I would look at would be. Uh, like in that game, he also knocked out Martin Fairberry's shoulder, and I thought yeah, that's that in the second t- the second game back. Second I'm saying game. yeah, and I thought that uh, the Capitals kind of folded after that, but I also don't know if that's like a wow, great job, you have been out there just big body hitting a smaller yeah. guy. That just happens. It's not yeah. like he's out there Ryan Reevesing it or Tom Wilsing it. Yeah. You know, he's not that guy anymore. <laughs> 
That's I like those Tom Wilson in it or Ryan Reeves in it. <laughs> um, but granted, I also don't. I like. I think you kind of like having Lucic around for those games when you do go up against a Ryan Reeves. When you do go up against a, for you know, I was watching the Preds game. Michael McCarron's out there trying to run people mm-hmm. over in Tampa Bay. Pat Maroon, mm-hmm. those type of guys. Because I get that you take you take Lucic, you take Richie out of this lineup. The Flames don't have a single guy that can do that type of stuff. Yeah, and Kadri, I guess, can do it, but he's not playing the fourth. And line. you want to have those guys around for the playoff times yeah. too. But. You want like you don't like. Here's the other thing. Now is a good time to explore this because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then after the holiday freeze, whatever, then you can start addressing it mm-hmm. as needed um, via trade or whatever else you need to do if mm-hmm. you don't see this as a viable option. Uh, a few texts, 960-960. Uh, and I'm actually, uh, we're, we're going to get through some of these. Uh, if you've got some good ideas, we're going to put your name in the hat. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a chance at some Metallica tickets uh, before we chat with Aaron Portsline. Um, but how about this one from Dustin in Roskarok? I'd like to see him on line two with Kadri and Dubé. Monge looks really good with Backlund and Coleman. And Rosie, Rosichka, can slot in on the fourth. At no knock to him, he's been great. But he has the size and grit to add a spark to that but line. Rosie, Adam Rosichka doesn't play that style of game. He's a big dude, but he's not a mucker. He's not a, a he's face not, puncher. He's he, a skilled dude. He's a, yeah, he's... Look at that drive he made against Coleman there against the uh, against the Wild there on Wednesday. Driving right to the net. The guy's got some wheels on him with that size. I don't want him. And he's feeling confident he in his to, role. Yeah. The last thing you want is for this guy to go from that's top one, line left yeah, wing, yeah. third line left wing, yeah. and really be successful in both those roles. And then be like, okay, yeah. now you're getting knocked down for Matthew Phillips. Mm-hmm. So and, Ru- and Rosie's done his work. Yeah. He's done the hard work. And he's been a more recent call-up in the last few years that's actually worked out for this club. Yep. I'm not touching where Adam Ruzicka is right now. I like this one from yeah. Darcy and Red Deer. Uh, he's getting creative. I'd like to see them play him on each line for 15 minutes of the game. So, <laughs> for, so for the first 15 minutes, he goes on the first line. The next 15 minutes, he goes to the second line, uh, etc. or maybe vice versa. So he starts on the fourth line, and he slowly moves up the game. So he's just so going to die. Know if, I don't know if you're going with 13 <laughs> forwards and five defensemen in this setup. And some and one player on the Flames is just going to sit for 15 minutes, or maybe he switches through the wings. Yeah. That's very creative, Darcy and Red Deer. I, I mean, I'm going to put your name in the hat. I'll tell you that. Um, this is a, another text here. Uh, no name on this one. Uh, Huberto Lindholm to Foley, mm-hmm. Phillips, Kondrimon, Japani, Dubé, Backlund, Coleman, Rosie, Lewis, and Richie. The same thing with Rizic- Adam Rizic is taking it in the teeth He's here for for playing pretty well lately. But you can also say like we say we like Lou is a big proponent of this. He hates numbering the flines. He likes pairs, uh-huh. and I think that it's kind of in the way we are flowing into this new NHL and everything where the fourth line isn't necessarily your line where it gets the five minutes and fights and punches and hits. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays it, you a good team should be able to roll your fourth line and be comfortable enough to play your fourth line at least 12 minutes a night. If 12 want, minutes? Yeah, I think sure. if, if, you, if you can roll your, not even your fourth line, your, your lesser pairing line, like if you don't want to you you number it. it. Yeah, sure. The guys at the bottom. To be a real effective team, I think in this league, you got to find guys that can do a little bit of everything, but can also play 10 to 12 minutes a night. Because if these dudes aren't playing, like if they're playing five, six minutes, what are you doing? Well, you, you don't, really, even like the, the you don't really get to get going, yeah. right? Like, you know, it's tough. Mm. 
you got to be able to get yourself in a rhythm. It's why a lot of times when guys are, you know, you hit the commercial break and you see guys come out for a, a little skate around the yeah. ice, a couple laps, because mm-hmm. they've just been sitting on the bench for so Their long. Their feet are sore, probably getting all yeah. falling asleep. <laughs> uh, Phillips, Backlund, and Rizichka. So Rizichka has moved over to the right side of that one. You leave the top two lines. As a result, you can finally... Uh, or, pardon me, uh, the top two lines have finally gelled together. You can move Coleman to the fourth line with Lucic and Lewis and form the best fourth line in the league and call it the cup line. So in this situation, Brett Ritchie's coming out of the lineup. Why not? I like having Brzezicka with Phillips. Yeah. Because I think that there's some familiarity there. And it feels like... I also don't like breaking up Backlund and Coleman. Yeah. Coleman has been one of my favorite players to watch over the last... A uh, few games here. He's, He's been, been so really good, good on this homestand for this role, for what he is. Uh, I just, I yeah, I think Backlund and him are just having a great chemistry with that. I, you don't want to mess with the I, good. I, I, if there was one guy I'd want to do, if I if I'm gonna do my theory of you want a guy your fourth line playing ten to twelve minutes, sure. Coleman would be a guy I might have on that fourth line, but not like it's got to be paired with other guys that can work with him. Why don't you put him with a couple of the Swedes like Kent Nielsen and Hakan Lube? There you go. I'll get it done right there. <laughs> I like that text. A That's cup. a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cody and Drum Heller fires in this one. Huberto with Lindholm and Toffoli, so that stays the same. Mangiapane with Kadri and Rizicka, so Rosie gets a bump here. Mm-hmm. Phillips with Backlund and Coleman. Dubé, Zahorna, and Lewis. So you're getting Lucic and Richie coming out of the lineup there. Okay. Zahorna's gotten the call up to play on the left side with Dubé and Lewis. Here, like, I... I've actually liked Dubé's last couple of games as yeah. well. This mm-hmm. this is the this is kind of the problem here. Is a good it's is that it's a good problem? I, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. The top nine, I've kind of liked. I kind of liked the last few games. So uh we'll see here. Uh this one, good morning, gents. I put him in for Coleman, let him roll with Backlund, who's super steady, and Rosie for some familiarity. I would like to see Phillips get a chance. Hopefully somewhere on the top three. I don't think mucking it up on the fourth line helps him out. And Coleman seems like a default choice to come out for Matthew. I do really like Metallica, though. That from Big Mike and Maple Ridge. Coleman's been really good. It doesn't he's not the default choice for me. That's that's the thing. Like, um, and then we have this one from Roughneck Guy. He starts on the fourth line because they only play five to six minutes a game. That keeps him rested. But heads up for the first power play line. I don't like the first power play, but second. He could also play the full five in OT. When he's done that game, they fly him home to Calgary to play <laughs> middle top for the Roughnecks because <laughs> we need a sniper bad this year. Uh, Blair, creative. I got to say, it's creative. I like that. Uh yeah. What, what do you think about him being uh, middle top for the Roughnecks? <laughs> I think he's a little small. Yeah, I think you want a bigger guy up front there, right? I don't like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Know, maybe Matthew Phillips has a lacrosse background. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe what is he? Sean Monahan? Come on. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. Uh, Aaron Portsline is going to join us. But uh, if you fired in a text, you're entered to possibly win Metallica tickets. I'm going to throw a whole bunch of these in a hat. We're going to pull one out and read it before Portsline joins us and uh, give you some Metallica tickets. We also got our 12 Days of Christmas Advent calendar still coming up in partnership with Wild Rose Brewery. Derek Wills is going to join us, and Nick Kiprios is going to join us. Lots of hockey chat on the rest of the program. Sports at 960 The Fan.
Welcome back. It's the big show in the morning. Sportsnet 960, the fan. We're live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. What basement? We have a lasting solution to keep your basement dry. If you experience any water in your basement, contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. We go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline to welcome in our next guest. Uh, if you ever need to know anything on the Columbus Blue Jackets, he is the man that you try to get a hold of. His name is Aaron Portsline, covers the Blue Jackets for The Athletic. Good morning, Aaron. How are you today? I'm doing good morning. Thanks for that kind introduction. Well, uh, frankly, I don't know if, um, yeah, I fully believe it. I don't know if there's anywhere else that we would go uh, for the latest on the Blue Jackets. And they're an interesting team, especially to... Fans here in Calgary understanding that Johnny Gaudreau signed there in the offseason. I guess as a whole, this season has probably been a disappointment in Columbus. Injuries have piled up, and that certainly hasn't helped. But how much of a disappointment has this season been so far? Well, the season's been a disaster. I mean, let's not. Man's words, they were not a good hockey team at all the first two or three weeks of the season, really before the major injuries hit. Liney was out, but a real wave of injuries came after that. What the injuries have done is just made it, and now it's an impossible hill for them to climb. No Wierenski gone for the season. No Voracek gone for the season. Liney's missed more games than he's played. He's back now. But, you know, just to... They played 12 defensemen already. We're, we're not even a third of the way into the season. And they've gone through two defense units, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. Um, they're out. They're top four power play point men. So there's a guy you've probably never heard of named Marcus Bjork, who runs the point on the power play. You look around the league, you look at the players that are the number one defenseman on power plays. They're usually the elite of the elite. I think that sort of paints the picture for the Blue Jackets as well as anything. They've been decimated. Um, and frankly, I think it's it's coming into focus as a lottery season. It's They've never tanked here. I don't think they're tanking now. Yeah. But I think what this season is about now is developing the young players and getting a top pick in this incredible draft that's coming up this summer. Yeah, it's certainly not a bad year to accidentally tank, I guess, would be a way to put it. Um, Johnny Gaudreau is going to be the player who has all eyes on him as far as Flames fans go. Uh, can you tell us about his season so far? Well over a point per game once again. Yeah, you know what? He's been, he has been as advertised, honestly, and that's not always the case with free agents. It can take some time for them to settle in. He's been exactly what you expected. I mean, you know, it hasn't. He and Line A have sort of been in and out in terms of their their connection, their chemistry. They've got, you know, it's, it, it's the situation he knew he was stepping into. Everybody loves Boone Jenner. Everybody wants Boone Jenner on your team. I don't think anybody sees Boone Jenner as a number one center on a, on a, a really good team. But there's no other choice here. Cole Sillinger has really regressed in his sophomore season. Jack Rostovic continues to be in and out. I mean, he has stretches where he looks like he can be a difference maker. 
and then other stresses where you, you can't have them on the ice. Um, and so it's it's Jenner with with uh, Gaudreau, and and again Jenner is a hell of a player for sure, a bona fide NHL player, but he's not Elias Lindholm, different style of player. And despite that, Gaudreau has has still managed to produce more than a point a game. He's been fine. I don't think he's been everything he can be. He'd probably be the first to admit that. I think he's limited by the talent around him. But on an individual basis, he's been he's been just what they expected. Uh, it's been a tough uh, tough year as well for the goaltenders there in Columbus with uh, with Jonas Corposalo and Elvis Merzlikin. Uh, Merzlikin's like, is it uh, is it just like with the team in front of them that's just been going around? You, you talked about the two defensive units that. Haven't been great, obviously, for the goaltenders, but has it been a lot on just that Corpusal and Merzlikens have declined a little bit this year? Well, yeah. I mean, Elvis has, has not been a good yeah. goaltender now for over a year, and they've got to get that figured out. He's just now beginning a five-year contract. Like This this is actually the most worrisome part of the, of the franchise right now, is mm-hmm. this Merzlikens contract. Um can he? Can his career be rehabilitated? I think that's a fair word to use at this point. Save percentage. I mean, eight sixty. I think it's eight sixty four. My God, yeah. that's that's obviously nowhere near acceptable. His save, his goals against is over five a game. Um, there have been games where the play in front of him has been atrocious, but it can be said that he has let in goal or two a night that you think, boy, Elvis at his prime is making that save. And an NHL goaltender should be expected to make that save. Just hasn't been good enough. And I think Corpus has been much better. Uh, He's coming back from hip surgery. He's had some some really good games in there. Obviously, Buffalo the other night, not a good game for anybody. And that will skew some stats. And Corpus has been really trusted as their number one goaltender uh, in the short term because Elvis has been so poor. What is kind of the future outlook with Daniil Tarasov, who is a former third-round pick and kind of a, a highly touted goaltending prospect? So he's going to be the guy here, and the question is, is that later this season? Is that next season? He's, he looks like a franchise goalie. Uh, big, big, immovable um, makes a lot of saves where the puck just finds him, which is, oh, boy, teams really, they really get a lot of confidence, I think, out of a player like him that's so solid and consistent. You know, I mean, if we're being honest, he's probably the best goaltender in the organization right now. And if this were a win-at-all-cost proposition, if the Blue Jackets felt like this season could mean something, um, I think he would be here. I think the what's the decision's been made to develop him the right way and let him have a full season in the AHL. It's much the same for David Yurichek, their first over their uh, first round pick last year, the defenseman. Uh, he's certainly among their twelve best defensemen in the organization, no question about that. But he is parked in AHL Cleveland right now. Just play, play lots of minutes, develop the right way, and that's the approach they take. Uh, you mentioned uh, how the, the the disappointing sophomore season for Cole Sillinger. I know a lot of Flames fans had their eyes on him as he was the guy taking one spot ahead of uh, Matthew Coronado uh, in his draft year. 
Uh, Ken Johnson is another uh, young player that, uh, you know, two two really young guys that are relied on to get a lot of uh, top minutes here with Columbus. Now, Selinger, he's having a tough year, but Ken Johnson, you know, solid 13 points in 22 games. Is there still some, like, we're trying to find some bright spots here with Columbus and right now. So, sure. like, it's just like with with the... With Johnson and Selinger, are those guys that, that Columbus is hopeful that they can see like down the line that they're going to be all right and we can figure this thing out, especially if you get a good draft well, pick? Yeah, those, yeah, those are the guys that kind of have to do it, to yeah. be honest with you. I mean, those are first-round draft picks, both in the same year. Yep. Johnson went ahead of Selinger uh, and stayed at, at uh, Michigan for another year. He is he's he is a bright spot. There's no question. Um, Coach Brad Larson has limited – his ice time. If you look at among the rookie scorers in this league, he's up near the top. Now, if you go over and look at the ice time, he's drawing far less ice than most of those guys. They've sheltered him quite a bit. And I feel like the gloves are starting to come off there a little bit. Uh, he played 19 minutes against the the Sabres, a career high. That game was a, they hope an aberration. Uh, so I don't think you want to read too much into any of the numbers, but he is starting to see a bigger role. He's starting to take shifts with Gaudreau and Jenner, and they're breaking up line A and Gaudreau on different lines late in games. Um, so they're dipping the toe in the water a little bit with him. He is he's very bright. Sillinger is a concern. I don't think I don't think there's any long-term concern, but this is the sophomore slump that everybody worries about with, with young, bright players. He had 16 goals last year, was the only kid from that draft to step right into the league as an 18-year-old. So 16 goals for an 18-year-old is really impressive. Um, but this is the this is what a sophomore slump looks like. He's got two goals. He looks slower. looks indecisive. Just doesn't play with the same verve uh, that he did as a rookie. Another guy that they're hopeful and bright about is, is uh, Igor Pinikov, mm. um, who has all, there's a lot there to like. Uh, but it's sporadic. There are bursts in games where he really grabs your eye, and then there you can go a couple periods where you don't notice him. Yeah, I, I remember when he was drafted and surprised everybody at the uh, the drafting uh, broadcast uh, back when Chinikov oh, yeah. was selected in the first round. But uh, I think he's he's probably uh, lived up to his billing to this point per se. As far as getting some more assets for some pieces on the roster that might not be part of the long-term solution. Um, Gus Nyquist, I think it's probably the obvious one. UFA after this year, $5.5 million cap hit, can play both wings, no clause on the contract. Uh, anybody else that you're kind of looking at, or is he the big one? Is the trade deadline, it's, it's a ways away, but still relevant? Well, he's an interesting guy for me because certainly as a pending UFA, and with the young wingers in the organization, you'd think he would be on the move. I think that the, this season has been a cautionary tale, though, that these young players that you you are so hopeful of, they, it doesn't always happen in a straight-line trajectory upward. Mm. Um, Gus Nyquist is a very important player on this team. I still I think there's a really good chance he gets moved. I think it only makes sense. But I sure hope they pause and think about that a little bit more than just seeing him as a disposable piece. The other guy... Is a little stickier. It's uh, Vladislav Gavrikov, their defenseman who's playing on the top pair right now because of Orensky's injury. Very good player. Uh, this blue line has been beyond the injuries. It's just been a shambles. Yeah. And so that's a tough guy for me to see leave the building when you're looking for you're looking for firm, solid players back there. And he is that and more. 
Uh, he is a UFA. They've had early talks that, at last check, did not have them anywhere close to a deal. So he could well be on the move. I, if they can't sign him, he will be on the move for sure. There's no way they eat that contract. Uh, I think Rossovic's the guy that could be on the move, too, uh, with only another year beyond this on his contract. I think that's a, a possibility. And who knows if, if, if something can happen here in the next few months where Merzlikens can find his game and this team can find its game with Merzlikens, maybe the goalie market is a strange one. I, I don't think you can trade Merzlikens right now. But if that situation changes, maybe he's the guy they consider moving as well. Um, last one for me. I also just wanted to quickly ask about Erica Branson, uh, another former Flame. Yeah. I was a big fan when he was here in Calgary, but it was as a third pair defenseman and a penalty kill specialist. And then I think a lot of Flames fans and, and even the media here saw the contract he got and said, excellent, good for Eric Branson, probably wasn't going to be able to yeah. work here in Calgary. And now I know the numbers aren't good, but he, once again, you look at the injuries and he's being forced into a role that's maybe more than you would like to see for good Branson. What have you seen from the big man? Well, the big man takes a lot of heat here and has since he signed that contract. Mm. It, um, you know, it's, it, in that sense, it's been a tough ride. But honest, I think maybe I've been one of his uh, bigger defenders. I think it's a bit unfair to to buy a Ford F-150 and expect it to be a Ferrari. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? And, and so oh, they, yeah. they went and they, and they got him to put him in a role that they felt like they could create for him. Just as you laid out, defensive zone starts, penalty kill, heavy minutes at the end, tough guy when needed. And he has played so much more than that because of the injuries, because of the incapabilities of some other players on the roster. And I think he's a guy, I think you pay a luxury tax for a player like that in the dressing room too. Um, He is, he is a revered figure around the league in terms of a personality, in terms of a leader, uh, a a man, a, a player. And they need that here. There's so many kids that, are needing to see the way. And I think Good Branson's one of those character guys that can help show it. I, I'm not judging him based upon this role that he's playing now that was never envisioned by him or for him before he got here. Uh, it just is what it is. I'm not judging Boone Jenner as a number one center either. I mean, that's where he is. Uh, but he probably should be yeah. a, a second or third line left winger on a really good team. But these guys... Mm-hmm. take on roles as needed because of desperate situations. Totally. Uh, what, what's the feeling amongst the fans there in Columbus? Obviously, it was a big, big, it's a big deal getting a guy like Johnny Goudreau to sign in, in a place like Columbus. Yep. Like, everybody said it. Like, this is a, a franchise that was never able to get a big free agent. Uh, a lot of high expectations maybe at the start of the year, but, you know, reality hits and injuries are a big part of the game. But overall, it's been, you know, it's the franchise has been there for over 20 years now. How has the fan base reacting right now to the club and uh, and their and their current struggles right now so i think people were were fine with the way that this team played last year they understood what was before the franchise and they were sort of i want to say optimistic about the way it ended they flirted with 500 all season when everyone thought they were going to be mm-hmm. a, a dead in the dead in the water lottery pool then they signed johnny Gaudreau, and a lot of fans especially the fans that maybe had drifted away after Panarin left and after the playoffs runs ended. They saw this as, here it is, Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe the Cup, let's go. 
And frankly, I don't think the organization did much to dissuade them. I don't think the coaches or players did either. Um, They spoke openly about, yes, being a playoff team. Yes, making a run at the cup. And you kind of raise your eyes like, make a run at the cup. You've never made it out of the second round before. And right. And, and so I think they sort of set themselves up a little bit and people are pretty pissed off to be honest. Mm -hmm. People are pretty disappointed because I think they had expectations far beyond what they've seen on the ice. And you know how it is with fans and injuries. They can only hear so much about it before. It just sounds like excuse making. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make excuses for anybody, but this team cannot play as this team was intended to play without especially Wierenski in there. But at one point they had $38 million out of the lineup, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, you're not going to compete like that. So it has been a bitter, bitter disappointment this season and people are pissed off. It's tough, um, but we appreciate all the work that you continue to do. And I know that uh, Columbus fans appreciate it as well. Uh, thanks for the time today, Aaron. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you bet. Uh, that is Aaron Portsline from The Athletic, uh, the man inside when it comes to the Columbus mm-hmm. Blue Jackets. You ever looking for a little CBJ Dietz? He's the man. He joined us on uh, from The mm-hmm. Athletic on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Dine in, pick up, or have your game day special delivered. Find out why Atlas Pizza is a 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner. 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeaster. Call 403-248-3344. And uh, he brings up a great point with yeah. all the injuries. They're banged up, and it's hard to win in this league when, yeah. A, your top players aren't playing like your top players. Nope. B, you're dealing with a ton of injuries. Mm-hmm. Or C, you're the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> but they're doing that on purpose. <laughs> they're the only team, maybe Chicago, that set out this year is like, we don't want to win. <laughs> we want to We want to suck. And so, it's, yeah, it's, as far as years to have everybody get hurt and all that type of stuff. It's tough because... You, probably a good year to have it happen. You go back to the... Especially because there's a lot of centers in this yeah, draft. Yeah, and that, like, Columbus, they, they're picking in the top five. They're going to they're gonna get a they're gonna get a guy. They're going to get a guy that can help this franchise quicker, sooner rather than later. Yeah. If, if, that's, if that's Bedard, if that's Fantelli, if that's Leo Carlson, something like that. Dalibor Dvorsky. Yeah, like, this is... I don't know. There's, there's some talent here. You know, it's just yeah, it's tough watching the injuries, and it's tough hearing like from the fan base because that is a good, it has been a good fan base there in Columbus for a long time. Small now. but dedicated. Small, dedicated. It's a small town. Yeah, it's, it's a small market, and but they're frustrated. And like do you hear, they hear them. We're going to chase the cup uh-huh. when you haven't come out of the second round yet. Yeah, we didn't looking even... at this round. Like yeah, they're maybe a playoff team, maybe a fringe playoff team. We didn't want to rub salt in the wound and ask about that. Tage Thompson performance. No, I, I did have it in the notes here. Just like, well, you were in the building. He's right. The goaltending has been a travesty there, mm-hmm. too. You have a $5.4 million goaltender who can't yep. stop a beach ball. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that's a problem. Yeah. And Daniel Tarasov sounds like a guy in the future, but now you've got this $5.4 million boat anchor contract mm-hmm. you got to deal with. Yeah. Oof. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's one thing you can have. It's one thing to have an uh, an albatross of a contract on a player and a skater. One thing you can kind of use, but when it's a goalie, it really hurts. Like you, you see with Florida and Bobrovsky. Yeah, and I get they why they had to do that. 
I mean, that's not the ten million. That's not ten million they're giving Merzlikins. And Bobrovsky's well, Bobrovsky's also been at least twice as good as Merzlikins exactly. this year. He's been very not ten million dollars, but he's been better than Merzlikins. Mm-hmm. And they've also got a decent backup option there, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's kind of yeah. the difference there. Um, asked uh, back in the start of the hour, we wanted your line combinations for Matthew Phillips getting into the lineup. And we've gotten some creative ones. We got a couple of great ones during uh, our chat with Aaron there. Like this one uh, from Aaron. Let's blow it up. Put Phillips on the point with Anderson. Put Big Z on the fourth line. He likes to jump into the play. A lot of meat and size with Big Z and Lucic on the fourth line. Won't be the fastest fourth line, but they could have some sandpaper. Just a bunch of rhinos. Listen, it's unique. I don't know if Matthew Phillips on the blue line is that's the best place for him to succeed, but okay. Sure, why not? Um, I like this one from Ted in Calgary. I think we should put Huberto, Lindholm, and Toffoli on the fourth line and move everybody else up. That way we'd have the best fourth line in hockey. On a, on a, I, on, on paper? Yeah. yeah if, best fourth line. If, listen, if you take them on paper and you move them three lines down, they're the best fourth line in hockey. And this is like with NHL because, you know, you can't line yeah. match in NHL. It's like, all well, fourth line's out there, yeah, fourth line's yeah. out there, third yeah. line's out there, yeah, third line's out there. You can never match <laughs> lines, right? So that's... Wow, what a <laughs> novel idea. Incredible stuff. Oh. Um, here, pick a, pick a number out of the hat because oh. I've numbered them. I, I got th- 12 of them in here. 12, 12 good ones. Okay. And here's the thing. If you haven't got yours in yet or you don't win, keep going. Because we got to open the advent calendar lately, and I've already decided this is how we're going to pick a winner for that, too. Sure. Sure. <laughs> pick one. All right. Come on. Big money, big money, big money. Uh, oof. What number is it? Is it a nine or a six? Uh, that's definitely a six. <laughs> okay. Knowing the way that I write, that's definitely a six. Let's see here. Number six. One, two, three, four, five, six. This one from Cody and Drumheller. Cody and Drumheller, you're going to Metallica. That'd be Cody. Cody wants to scratch Milan Lucic and Brett Ritchie. Keep the tops. Uh, the top line together. Mm-hmm. Razichka goes up with Manjapani and Kadri. Phillips goes with Backlund and Coleman, and then he gets a Horna, Dube, and Lewis on your fourth line. Mm. Which I don't love Dube down there because I've actually quite liked how he's played yeah. recently. Now, granted, if you had talked to me before this homestand and mm. said move Dube down, I would have probably said yes because he and Manjapani yeah. had a lot of trouble on that road trip. They both had egregious turnovers that mm-hmm. ended up in the back of the net, but they were both very good on this homestand. So. I don't know if that one's going to work, but nevertheless, we appreciate you firing in uh, the messages and uh, and the texts and your suggestions. We're going to take a break around the corner. It's our final hour of the program. It's our final hour of the week. We're going to have a lot of fun. We got Derek Wills set to join us, uh, the play-by-play voice of your Calgary Flames, and Nick Kiprios is also going to join us all before we say goodbye for the weekend. Uh, our Beer League broadcast is back. The Sportsnet 960 Beer League broadcast is going to be Thursday, February the 2nd at the Windsport Event Center. Right now, we're on the hunt for our next two amateur hockey teams to join us on the ice and have their game broadcasted over the 960 airwaves. If you're lucky enough to take part in this epic evening, you can look forward to celebrity referees, an after party at Wild Rose Brewery, a fun intermission game for audience members, and custom jerseys, some fresh fits from our friends at Tuxedo Source for Sports. We'll have more details, but just make sure you're saving the date for now, February the 2nd. 
You're going to be able to come and watch if you mm-hmm. want. Obviously, you can listen to it on the radio. Who's going to call the game? Anybody know? Yet? We don't know who's going to call the game. I'm, I'm willing to throw my hat in the ring. Okay. I've done color commentary before. I haven't done a lot of play by play, but I'd be willing to do a little bit of color commentary. Right. Have you done play by play? No, I don't do play by play. I've always done color. Maybe do George who, can do play by play. Do you know who does play by play? Riley Pollock does play by play. He doesn't work here anymore. But I miss him. <laughs> This event is brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery. It's your home for quality craft beer in Alberta. Find it in pubs, restaurants, and liquor stores around this great province or check out their tap room in Southwest Calgary seven days a week. And uh, we love the folks over at Wild Rose. Uh, I got a a couple birthday events I got to go to this weekend. You know what I'm going to be picking up? Wild Rose. I'm going to be picking up the herd pack. Ooh. Yes, sir. I'm going to be giving the gift of libations, beerations. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard any of our Wild Rose Christmas commercials, but they are, ah, chef's uh, kiss. Just absolutely beautiful. Yep. Uh, Derek Wills, next. Let's go. Flames jackets tonight. Flames leaves tomorrow. Matthew Phillips into the lineup. Who knows? Who redeems order? No. Never mind. Never mind. That's next. Sports at 960 The Fan.